know. Whoops. I believe in Harvey Dent. Oh my god. That's fine. It's fine. Wow. Wow. I was going to start it off with I believe in Harvey Dent. This is me. Just... I wish I still had my gum in my mouth. I do. I took a nap. I had dry mouth. My mouth is dry. Cotton mouth. Whatever it is. Why don't you just drink water? I do. I have right next to me. Mm. I'd find my bottle there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Batman is fast approaching. About as fast as Robert Pattinson drives his Batmobile. Mm. Did you watch that clip for the movie? Dude, I don't want I don't want to watch too many of these clips. I just want to go into the movie and watch it. Like they're all like twenty second clips. Yeah, but like I'm fine. I, I the movie's three hours long. I've seen let me count on one hand how many clips I've seen. I've seen the Batman Catwoman one, the Alfred Bruce one, the Bruce Falcone one with Cobblepot, Bruce chasing Cobblepot, and then Gordon. I've only, only seen s- five, and each of them are like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. So it's like. That's a lot of seconds, bro. It's over a bro, minute of like, a movie. That's like two minutes of a three hour movie. That could be really important. <laughs> two oh minutes. All of them were like. The only one with dialogue that was like the most important is Carmine. It was either Carmine or Bruce and Alfred. Yeah, I watched the Carmine one. They are taking direct inspiration from the long Halloween. Yeah, but the Riddler never shows up on the long Halloween, so that'll be interesting to see which route that t- that goes. Mm-hmm. I'm curious yeah. on what stories they're pulling for this. It looks great, though. I'm really excited. Yeah, the UK per- premiere was last night, and there have been nothing but people saying good things about it, so... That always happens at premieres, though. <laughs> you never see someone come up a premiere and say, dang, that movie sucked. Because then they don't get yeah, invited to the true. next one. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, granted, I don't think this movie's going to suck. I, I, Okay, so after watching, so we're going to talk about The Dark Knight. And then shortly, we'll talk about The Dark Knight Rises. I really do think that this is going to be the best. I have expectations for this to be the best comic book movie of all time. Yeah, I agree. However, the current reigning king is the Dark Knight, and it is not even close. Unapparent with, which has been made apparent on however many times I've seen this movie. But I think it's reachable. <sighs> I think it's a very reachable goal. I'm going to be honest, actually. Yeah, I mean the way they're describing this one, it's it's definitely reachable. But like from what we know and what we have right now, the Dark Knight is so good. Um, sorry, I want to write myself a little note here to remember because <laughs> there's something interesting that I wanted to bring up, but not until our next recording. Um, oh. exactly. Um, I, okay. So let's just jump right into dark Knight. I guess it's like one of the very few 10 out of 10 comic book movies that I've ever seen. I yeah. think there's like only one other movie that I might give a 10 out of 10. Maybe two. That being, what are the other two? That being Into the Spider-Verse. And maybe Logan. Yeah. Yeah, Logan's up there. But that being said, though, I think Infinity War is like one of those movies that comes very close to this. But I mean, again, 
you look at this movie and nothing like it's just on a whole different level. Yeah. It's like from the very opening scene of the movie, like, you know, this is so much different than Batman Begins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like the way that the film is shot already. And like, I this is just me. It looks a lot cleaner. Like, I don't know what camera they shot this movie on, but it looks a lot cleaner than the last one. Yeah. And it's also just like, I feel like, you know, the first one is like establishing Gotham and yada, yada, yada. And like, it feels like a Batman story, but this feels like a crime drama that features Batman. Yeah. Cause Batman isn't even like, he's I don't not know, prominent in this. It doesn't feel like he's on screen that frequently, I guess. I feel like I, we see Batman for maybe like 20, 30 minutes out of the movie. Yeah. It's a lot of Bruce struggling with himself. The man behind the cowl. Yeah. And it's a lot of the late great Heath Ledger. It's true. Yeah. I'm, that dude owned this movie from the first scene when he just hold you see him standing on the like the curb just holding the mask and I'm like oh my god and he's looking at getting his Spider-Man tickets on the board in front of him yeah apparently apparently there's like a Spider-Man like in front of like get your Spider-Man tickets or something like across like in that like exact shot that's, that's funny he's probably, he's probably sitting there he's like damn I want to go see this movie right now <laughs> yeah can you imagine living he's like can you imagine being in a comic book movie Exactly. And you live in a your character in a comic book movie going to see a comic book movie in a different universe. Uh, this is insane. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I I have to think like just I, I, I <laughs> there's nothing bad I have to say about this movie. I mean, I guess there's only one minor thing but like i want to wait till we get to that i'm mm-hmm. uh, but like there's no scene in this movie where i get bored i think like the strongest thing that this movie has going for it is that i watched this movie on wednesday with my my roommates and one of them she came in to sit down and watch it and she had like walked in like maybe five minutes after the movie started <clears throat> so it was like still in that opening bank heist scene and she was like, oh, I'll just watch some of it. By the time we realized the movie was over and she was like, oh, geez, two and a half hours just went by already. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like this movie just goes by and like you don't even feel like time is like happening as fast as it is because the movie is just so perfectly play- paced. Like the movie doesn't get boring to me. I wasn't bored at all during this movie. Maybe like the final sequence were like because I already know how the movie ends. So in like. Mm-hmm. set the dogs on me uh, Batman I was like okay I know what's happening here let's you know, I kind of want to go let's, to look, let's get to the last scene where Gordon's going he's a silent guardian a watchful protector a dark knight yeah I was like okay we can wrap the scene up I know how it ends but I mean it's just because I've already watched the movie five six times in my life mm-hmm. but that being said the movie it doesn't get boring to me at all like I just think it's a perfectly paced film like it's just it's always one like the next scene is just building off the previous scene and it's always just providing more detail or like background for what's happening within the story and setting up more story for it to be resolved so I think it's it's just a perfectly like laid out just from start to finish there's no Mm -hmm. unnecessary scenes 
unnecessary jokes or like dialogue. It's like all relevant to the story. Yeah, this movie is really funny. <laughs> it like, is. Yeah, it is really funny. <laughs> like this movie's really funny at points. You're just like, like when the Joker first shows up in the um, in the uh the mob meeting, and everyone's like, "Oh, the pencil, the pencil, the pencil." Like, yes, that's funny. But like. The Joker just kind of clowning, no pun intended, on all of them. We're like, you think you could steal from us and just walk away? And then he looks at him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> little little gamble here. Won't be able to get a nickel for his grandma. Grandma. Enough from the clown. <sighs> yeah. No, it's – I really, really enjoy the movie. I mean, I think – I love the line. Um, oh, what is it? It's at the beginning. Oh, what the hell does he say? Oh, he's shooting the gun. He's this guy's got the shotgun. He's like, he's out, right? <laughs> he like <laughs> nods his head, and then he steps up and he shoots him in the shoulder. You <laughs> learn how that count. <laughs> also, if you get hit in the shoulder with a like shotgun like that, you're not just like standing back up and you're like, oh, that hurt. You're like well, on the ground. Because he must have missed a lot of his pellet spread if he only hit him in the shoulder from that distance. Yeah. He must have been aiming on the other side of the freaking bank. Yeah. That's... He's just looking around, shooting his gun. But um, I guess... So, because we're reviewing all three of these movies, but, like, this one... It feels completely different for a tone perspective from the last one as well. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, like you were saying, like it's a it's a crime movie, but I mean, I know that the this opening. Have you seen the movie Heat from Martin Scorsese? I have not, but I hear this movie takes direct inspiration from that. The opening scene is very very similar to it. It's like it's like it's a bank heist opening sequence, sort of, and I think it you can tell how Nolan like just drew inspiration from that. I honestly don't even feel like with this he drew a lot of inspiration from like. I, I, you can tell that Nolan like did his Batman research doing this going into this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's obvious, but I feel like he he crafted his own story and like you said, just put Batman within it and made it so he was like the world's greatest detective. Because you actually see Batman doing detective work in this and actually trying to like, yeah a little bit. It happens, but I mean, like you see him try to figure out. I mean, the whole bullet situation and like how like he's like reconstructing the bullet. I think that was a fun sequence to watch. I had an issue with that scene because why do you need a minigun to shoot a pistol bullet into a wall? I don't know. He's just got that kind of hardware at his disposal. Yeah, I guess so. I I enjoyed it. But um there was something else that I wanted to say too with him being Oh. Oh what? This is like all over the board, but I'll wait to talk about that. Yeah, but um, I don't know. So let's who like what stood out to you in this movie? Like, outside of like you know like the tonal shift from the first one, like what else stood up to you besides that? Commissioner Loeb. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about right now. I love the guy who plays Commissioner Loeb in this. He's so I love I I don't like it's just a minor thing. Okay, what stood out to me the most though? I. Uh, this is actually is like a bad thing for the movie. 
I think the action is fun in this movie, but like, man, it's like kind of bland and two dimensional. It's not very like Mm -hmm. choreographed. Like that's one of the things I'm looking forward to for the Batman movie, because it looks like physical, like not like edited, you know, cutting combat. So like, it's like shaky cam. Yeah. It's not like cutting where it's like, it looks like it's like intense combat, but it's actually like, if you really focus and like look at it, it's kind of just uh, we're acting. <laughs> and yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, that I have that's my main issue with a lot. Like all three of these movies, we'll get to it in the Dark Knight, but um, or Dark it's, Knight Rises, but it reaches um, it reaches its peak there. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I yeah I agree. Like the combat's a little wonky, but um, that t- I don't know why that's like the first thing that stood out to me because like. I I only have praise to say about this movie. Yeah, I do too. Um, my main source of praise, I know everybody says it, but like, dude, Heath Ledger, just like, cause like, think about like how, like the last iteration of Joker we had was Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And he wasn't really the Joker. He was basically just Jack Nicholson in Joker makeup. He was basically, Oh, what's the guy's name that he played in the shining? (laughs) Oh yeah, he's um, 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 um. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the guy's. He's name. a shining character again. Yeah, <laughs> but not even though. I mean, like, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. That's true. But um, <laughs> dude, Heath Ledger just like every time he's on the screen, like I just, you can't take your eyes off him or stop listening to him. Yeah, I think one of the fun things watching the movie um was watching how his character shifted how the Joker's motives shifted at first were mm-hmm. he wanted to kill the Batman and he was just, he wanted to help out the mobsters basically. But then like, as the movie goes on and you see how his relationship with Batman starts to form and they sort of get that, you know, iconic uh, relationship with one another where they're butting heads and they're, you know, the two in my opinion, the Joker and Batman are the two most iconic superhero villain relationship ever. Like, I don't think there's a more iconic mm-hmm superhero relationship than those two so i think it's fun to watch that take place and then you sort of see just how he his mo the, the, not even the batman because you always see how heroes change and like they go through that evolution throughout a story but you watch how joker changes throughout the movie and his motives from i want to kill the batman to no i want to you're the other half of me and it's kind of funny that I'm using this reference, but it's like two sides of the same coin, but I mean, they mm-hmm. end up completely differently. So I think it's interesting to see how they're both like the same thing, but they're just completely different. And I, I love that he's, he just wants to completely torment him and just destroy Gotham and know that Batman will never kill him. Cause he'll never cross that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like he's like i well because like the scene that i always think of is like is in the interrogation room like that scene is like often imitated never replicated like that scene is so good i think that's like the peak of the movie as well mm-hmm. like that is the best part of the movie mm-hmm. and like of any comic book movie at that point is just like you see like the Joker, like unread, like you see the inner workings of his mind. And there's something I'd learned about this. Actually, I learned about this in the film, the only film class I took in school. Um, There's like, it's called the 180 rule. So like, think about like, if you're sitting at a table 
and there's the two people talk. What? What are you laughing I know, about? I know you've been waiting to use this because you always told this to me whenever we watch the movie. So I'm yes, you can go. You always talk about this to me, so I'm it's, I'm, I'm excited to hear it again. So like, think about like you're sitting at a table and there are two people sitting across from each other, and like the camera is the third person, like the the, the third person at the table, and they're sitting on one side of the table, and it shifts to like person one is on the left and person two is on the right. So like, and the camera looks like you can see the angle is to the left in camera one when or till when looking at person one and the anger angle at cam for camera for the camera looking at person two is to the right so like so the viewer like has like an or like a reference frame for themselves like it's like they're sitting at this table watching this occur and i've learned this from my professor that like this 180 degree line rule is never like violated like you can't violate like it's just one of like the basic principles of filmmaking and when it's violated it's to show like a shift in like thought process with the characters like a shift in the story in this like when joker is explaining how he and batman are like two like the same like they're there's dent- destined to do this together or something like where like you and i are more alike than you're like with the cops and like you see like because like at first like it's on um one side of the table with batman and joker and then you see it shift behind batman's head and to break that 180 line rule to go on the other side so like you're now seeing the joker's point of view and i just love how cool that is yeah, it sort of shows how, I mean, I get what you're saying where, I mean, when he says the cops will turn on you when they don't need you anymore, they'll turn on you and they'll just like cast you out like a leper. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow. Oh. Man, my guy. <laughs> it's such a and bummer they- that, I mean, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I mean, they do at the end. Like that is essentially what happens in the end. Like Batman's cast out. No, he has so, to. I mean- that's, I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's such a bummer. Like things happen the way they did with Heath Ledger, just because, I mean, I really would have been curious if, if they would have used him for like, a, if there are plans for him to use him in like the, the final chapter of the trilogy, because I feel like after that performance, it's tough to like not consider using him again. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah. Um, Cause I do know if there was supposed to, there was at least supposed to be one scene with them together. It's, I mean, he, he does such a great job with like conveying his just motives. And I mean, you don't want to root for the bad guy, but it's just, it's hard not to be engaged in the story and not sort of want to see how it like pans out and see what happens next. He's really good at keeping the audience on the edge of their seat. Mm -hmm. All my Uh, homies fucking hate Coleman Reese. Oh my God. (laughs) I hate (laughs) That stupid little idiot. Like, I know his actor did a good job because, like, if I ever saw that guy in real life, I'd be like, I hate you. Like, I learned, like, Joker put out a bounty for you. (laughs) Sorry. I I love that line. I love the line that Joker says on the phone. He's like, if Coleman Reese Reese. isn't dead in 60 minutes, then I blow up a hospital. That's just like the peak of like the mayhem in the movie as well. It's like, oh yeah, just kill this guy. I'm going to, if you don't, I'm going to just start blowing the city up. That's like, so, like, and think about like that. Like if you read that line on paper, you'd be like, this is the stupidest line I have ever heard of. Like, cause like, like, think like I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie. I'm like, this movie's like crazy. Like at points you're like, what is like, all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to blow up a hospital. And then everyone's like, he's going to blow up a hospital. And it's just like, bana- like the scale of this movie from the first one, like increases a lot. 
I think that's to its advantage as well, though. And to the point where I'm going to blow up a hospital. It's one of those things where it's like, well, did he lay, like, how did he get the charges laid in that hospital? How did he go about doing it? I don't really care. Like, that's one of these things where, like, you know what? I'm going to let it just fly because, like, the rest of this movie has been so sound. It's like, I don't know. And it just, it happened. Like, I could nitpick and be like, well, how did he actually have time to lay down those charges? Did he hire other people? Is it within the concrete? Probably. But, like, at the end of the day, I just don't care. Like, I'm not going to sit there and, like, scratch my head over it and, like, worry myself about it because I just think it's such a phenomenal scene and, like, the the line delivery. I think the one of the things that stands out for that scene specifically because I brought it up is because you can hear how crazy and maniacal the Joker is by not even seeing him and just hearing a voiceover from him talking on the phone mm-hmm. on Gotham news like it's it's insane that he's just on the phone and he you can't even see him and you see coleman reese and the the anchor for the news station just reacting to it and he's like if coleman reese isn't dead it's just it's i love it i think it's amazing i think his best like some of his best like lines outside of the interrogation was like when he's on the tv because like that first thing like when he captures the fake batman dude and he's like he's like batman inspires us to not be scared of thugs like you he's like oh you need to be afraid of me you really do and i'm like oh god this is scary <laughs> yeah no it's i love it i i love love it and i guess you're talking about then we're talking about how great his performance is. I don't think there's a bad performance in this movie. I mean, Christian Bale does a great job. Nails it. Dude, I mean, Heath yeah, Ledger. If, you, oh, what's oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, dude, if Heath Ledger wasn't in this movie, we'd be talking about how great Christian Bale's performance is. But like Heath Ledger's in it, so he kind of takes all the spotlight away from him. Well, that's the thing. I mean, within this trilogy, like he always puts in like a solid performance in a believable Bruce Wayne. I think the only thing that like is kind of weird is that like. I don't know how, how old Christian Bale was when this movie came out, but he looks like he's like a 40 year old Batman in my opinion. Yeah. Like he's like mid thirties. Early forties. Like, I was going to say, he looks like he's in like his late thirties, which I mean, I always thought Batman got started in his career, like in his twenties or something, but that's just me. But, um, Christian Bale, great performance. Heath Ledger. I mean, he won an Oscar for it. So you can't even, nothing needs to be said there. And it was a well-deserved Oscar. Um, Lucius Morgan Freeman. I love it. Never, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I, I love. He absolutely knocked it out of the park. I love the banter that those two have when they're Bruce is like, "All right, I'm going to turn myself in," and he says, "I suppose you'll have me locked up for being your accomplice." And he says to him, "Accomplice? I'm going to tell him the whole thing was your idea." Yeah, I I love the banter that those two have. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I don't I don't know what the actor's name is who plays Harvey. Oh yeah, dude, isn't Aaron Eckhart? Yeah, he, he does, was perfectly cast. He does a phenomenal. I I love him, and I think he. This is one of the things that I like about Harvey in this movie more that I liked in the Long Halloween. Because in the Long Halloween, he was just like, "I'm angry," ah! and in this, it's like he's way more level headed, and he's like actually a good person. And then once he loses, then the character that means most of you see him just take that turn. Now, cutting to the biggest change in the movie, Batman's love interest got completely recast. Yeah, again. Okay, Rachel, what's up with Rachel dating DAs? She first, yeah. She's dating the first guy. He dies, and then she's like, well, whatever, I love Bruce. And then she doesn't. And then she's dating Harvey Dent. 
and then she's kissing Bruce, and then it's just like, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, Maggie Gyllenhaal did a fine job. Like, it's she not her fault. Katie Holmes, in my opinion. What's up? She did a lot better than Katie Holmes, in my opinion. I agree. I, yeah, I liked her portrayal of Rachel better. She did a lot better, but like, it's not her fault that like, I feel like Rachel's like, all, he, she's literally just a plot device. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of wish Batman just didn't have a love interest. Like, but I get like that's like his anchor back to like reality. I get that that's the per like the purpose of Rachel is like that's Batman's in his mind. That's his end game. He's like, once I finish being Batman, I, my life, my life begins then like my actual life. Cause this is what I'm doing temporarily. But I mean, I just don't care about her character. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sucks. She dies, but grow it, up. It, it happens. It, it had <laughs> grow up Batman. <laughs> you batman forever all right this job isn't like a temporary thing batman lives on forever yeah um i don't care rachel um anyway another standout performance in this movie was uh commissioner loeb (laughs) so this is what i was gonna say then like going into just like other characters i love like commissioner loeb the guy who plays him Okay, I'm sorry, but like he has such like a smooth, thick voice. It's like Gordon, what the hell's going on here? You have to explain to my wife why I'm not going to be home for dinner. I'm like, oh my god, dude, you just like I, I can't. I don't want anyone else to be Commissioner Loeb after this guy. Like I, I love him. I think he's. I I love his character. I'm sorry, it's a but minor like, role, and we're like no one else can play him. No, I'm serious. I think he's amazing. You know who else I think is amazing? The mayor. I think the guy who plays the mayor, like even the three scenes he's in the movie, he's just slick. I buy his like it's just down to like the minor castings. Oh, I forgot to mention Gary Oldman. He does amazing. Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Like Gary Oldman's like never never misses. No, he doesn't at all. I think he kind of loses like he had some like goofy like accent like side thing that he was doing in like the first movie. Like he's trying to yeah. sound like a Chicago cop, in my opinion, in the first one, and I don't know. He just like he was doing something with his voice in the Batman Begins that I wasn't a fan of. But I mean, I, I still I like it. how many British people are in this movie. Like Christian like, Bale's British, Michael Caine's British, Gary Oldman is British, Margaret Freeman is not British. Um, was Morgan Freeman is the voice? Uh, he's Australian. Here he was Australian. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's American. Uh, Tom. Let's look up. Let's look up the kid. Who What's played Scarecrow's name again? Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. He's British. He's um, British. Oi! Can I get a water bottle. Coleman Reese, the guy who plays Coleman Reese. Coleman Reese actor. He better not be British. Joshua Hardo. All right, he's uh American actor. All right, shout out, shout out Coleman yeah. Reese. You made it. All my homies hate him. Indeed, we do. But uh, the actor did a great job <laughs> in um, making us hate him. I wanted to. I, there's so there's like three scenes specifically that I want to talk about that I just love at, that are all Batman related, though. Being Batman's first appearance in the movie. Oh yeah, arc. I love that. I love it. I love when he just rolls up and just loiter loiter intimidate like i the tech that he has and just like the sort of the first 
because this has been what three years after Batman begins, just like his first appearance back on screen again with the Hans Zimmer just blaring score. It's I feel like it's just I love the Danny Elfman iconic Batman, but I mean this one is just badass. It's mm-hmm. I, I just I just think it's so it's got something to it where I just get I get so gassed up when I see it. I love watching him just get like hit by the car, that white van that Scarecrow yeah. is driving, and he's just like trying to cut through. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, this dude's a complete madman, just like holding on to cars at the night, trying to cut through with some like and looking at his face. He's just like, ah, I it's I love it. I I just think it's such a fun. Just I have no complaints about it. The second being, um, we still have to talk about Mister Lau. We'll get to that. Yeah, I I don't know. This is one of my issues with like the entire trilogy. Um, But we'll talk about them. Well, Well, I'm just going to write it now. Well, it's Christian Bale or um, Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan casting like the same 10 people in all of his movies. But um, we'll talk about that in the next episode because that's where it really becomes an issue for me. Um, It definitely does. (laughs) Yeah, it it really becomes an issue for me in the next movie. But um. Yeah, I don't know. No, Lau isn't um the guy who plays Razal Ghouls in like all of his movies. Um Liam Neeson. No, the the bait and switch Razal Ghoul. Oh. He's Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in every about. movie. Um Maggie Jill and I don't know if she's not really, but um I don't know. Regardless. Continue. Um, I was gonna say the second scene that sticks out to me a lot, I mean it's the chase scene where they're trying to switch out the Harvey Dent to <sighs> to count. They're trying to take him to County. Oh, county sounds gosh. like a shithole. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not taking him to County. He's not going to last a day. Or like when Lau wouldn't last a day in County or like, I'm I, keeping him in the MCU or like, we got to get, we got to get Dent on a County. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So we're talking about four scenes then. I love the chase scene though. I think, that whole scene itself where, I mean, it's the suspense building up and the guys like, it's like building up, like the, the music is quiet and everything. And like, you're just like watching the trucks, like get like, you're watching like the convoy and them trying to uh, get Harvey all the way there. And then you see like a fire truck. Hey, you better wait, you better wait like everybody else, man. <laughs> and Joker just shoots him with the shotgun. That's <laughs> so funny. It's like, it's like very dark. Like it's dark. Like, it, I know it's supposed to be dark, but, like, <laughs> it's just horrible. This guy's like, hey, sir, you need to wake up like everybody else. All of a sudden, like, Joker pops over his shoulder with a shotgun and obliterates him. You're just like, oh, that's not good. Oh, my God. I thought it was so funny just because the guy, like, comes up and he's so confident. He's like, hey, you got to wait like everybody else, man, <laughs> and just gets popped immediately. Joker's like, psych. Goosh. <sighs> I loved it. But um, just that whole sequence where, I mean, he's riding the slaughter truck, the laughter truck. Laughter is the best medicine or whatever. Changes into slaughter. <laughs> and he's just, they're shooting all the guns at it. Um, I Once the bat, once the Batman, once he rolls up in the tumbler and it's just that whole sequence then. I just think it's such a fun, I mean, you never really get to see Batman like driving around in the Batmobile. I mean, you saw it in the last one, but that felt more one dimensional. This one feels way more engaging to me. Um, Cause he's doing something with it besides trying to get away. Yeah. You actually see it in action and like moving around, but then I mean, 
What's the that? cop in the cop in that scene kills me. He's like, because like, well, they're shoot like Joker shooting at the armored truck, and like he's like shoots with a shotgun, and like Dent's like they're gonna. This thing's a bill for that, right? Like, oh, they're gonna need something a lot bigger. All of a sudden, he gets an RPG. And the cops yeah. like, what? What's that? A bazooka? <laughs> he's just got all these kind of black market weapons too. It's insane. It's a lot of money. <laughs> the rest of the guys. I I love the the introduction of the bat pod. That mm-hmm. thing does not obey physics at all. Where it like just rolls no. around, like the wheels like roll around. Especially in they, the third one. Oh my god, I was getting so mad in the third one watching them spin in that. I was like, this is not supposed to happen, dude. And then they lock, and then they're just fine. I'm like, bro, when those wheels lock, you are getting whipped off of that. <laughs> ah, it happens. Whatever. Um. But then, I mean, my favorite whole, my favorite part of the whole chase sequence isn't even like when Batman confronts Joker or whatever. It's when he's going head on at the truck, and he, just, you know, like slims down. He whips mm-hmm. under the truck, attaches the wires to it, and the guy yells, "He missed!" And then they actually have like the Nolan. Nolan did so much practical filming for this. He does for all of his movies. But I love that like they, they actually filmed the truck just flipping over onto its front, like. Wait, it was just... I thought I made that joke. I'm like, bro, I can't believe they actually flipped a real truck in downtown Chicago. They didn't actually do that, did they? Oh, yeah, they did. They flipped the truck. It, you're sure that wasn't like a model thing? You're convinced that was like real. Yeah, they actually flipped a truck. No, Have you not they... seen the stuff for it? Shut up. I knew the hospital same thing was real. I didn't know the truck thing was real. That's so what not... you're surprised about. You're surprised that they flipped a truck. But you're like, oh yeah, they can blow up a hospital. That's not a problem. Yeah, but like that's yeah, they do controlled explosions all the time. Not for movies. <laughs> they don't just get to they don't get the okay from the city of Chicago and they're like, yeah, you can start blowing up our buildings. Yeah, but like well they did, but the thing is like okay, truck flip behind the scene. Oh shoot. Wow, they they actually did flip this truck over. Holy shnikes. Oh my god, they did. Well, I see I thought it was crazy because like I didn't think it was real because um I'm like that thing could easily have like hit a building if one thing goes wrong. Oh, same with the freaking yeah, controlled well, explosive. Blow. I mean things can happen. Blow up that building anyway. It was fine. Yeah, things can happen though. That's crazy. I'm so surprised you're caught off guard by the truck. Anyways. I was. But I mean, I love that whole chase sequence. I think that's another just like key, just fun action moment. Um, I I kind of skipped over it, but um, I love the the scene where Batman is in the club and he meets Salvatore Moroni there, and he's beating up all like the club members and everything, and he takes Moroni outside and he goes to talk to him, and he's investigating him, and he's like, from one. From one professional to another, if you're trying to scare someone, pick a better spot. From this height, the fall won't kill me. I'm counting on it. He just shoves him off the building. He breaks his <laughs> legs. I'm like, oh my god, this is why I love Batman. <laughs> it was so awesome. God, and the guy who plays Maroney is really good. I buy him. I He does a lot better job than the guy who played Falcone in the first one. Um. So, okay, yeah. Another thing I wanted to, I want to point out. Batman is fighting organized crime in this. He's he fights the Joker like because the mob hires the Joker. 
I I don't disagree at all. I mean, that's that's crazy. The point of Batman. Yeah, I know, but like the, you forget about it because you're like, ah, Batman is fighting the Joker in this one. It's like, no, no, not really. He's fighting the mob who hires the Joker. I mean, you hear that then with what Alfred says. It's like he pushes the criminals like to such an extent that they hire out a man who they don't even know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously they don't because he's a complete psychopath. So does he burn Lao on a pile of money? Yeah. They kind of just glossed over that. I mean, Lao's only motive like was like he he's controlling all the money for the mob and nobody knows where it is but him. He's good with calculation. Joker found Lao. They found the money. And then they burned Lao. Yeah, yeah. But, like the thing is like Lao's on top of the pile of money, but then you don't realize he's being burned because like they just don't come back to it. Cause they because the Russian guy is like got fed to his pooches. Yeah. Tough time. Bummer. Bummer. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Alamy. Exactly. Um, but th- I guess the last just like standout thing for it that to me relates to Batman in this is the best action sequence in the movie that actually like represents to me like how creative and how fun Batman can be. And that's when he takes down the entire SWAT team from killing the clowns in quotes, but it's actually the hostages and the clowns were the hostages and the uh, doctors were the ones that they wanted to kill. I think I, I love that whole sequence of just watching him make his way through that entire construction building. And he's doing such a creative takedowns and just moving from floor to floor, just like it's nobody's business. And I just think it's, I didn't watch that scene again until like a couple of years ago. And when I watched it, I was like, damn, I forgot how, it's how fun this is and just how intriguing it is. The combat itself isn't what gets me. It's sort of just the way that he goes about mm-hmm. just being a creative like superhero. Cause I think of like the Batman Arkham games, like how creative you have to be in the combos that you do and taking down your enemies. And that's just how I think of it when I watch this. Cause he has like that detective mode going on or the telecommunicate, the government funded telecommunications project. It's basically just him hacking into every phone in the city and getting a complete grid. Yeah, that's what I was wanting to talk about. Like, I like the social commentary because, like, this movie, like, that was like a direct, like, taught, like, Christopher Nolan saying he doesn't approve of the Patriot Act and, like, mass surveillance of people. And, like, Lucius Fox is like, this is wrong, dangerous, unethical, and, like, in the wrong hands, dangerous. Or, like, what did he say? In the wrong hands, yeah, dangerous or something like that. But, um, Thank you for blowing your nose into the mic. That was real nice of you. Appreciate Sorry. that. Um, feeling better? I'm great. I'm stuffed up. I've been talking for so long. I'm building up all this mucus. Mm, all this mucus. Uh, but oh. yeah, I just, I think it's a. What are you just doing that? Because I blew my nose. I, I tried to quickly mute my mic. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get any say over me now. You can't <laughs> yell at me after the recordings and be like, ah, you blew your nose in the mic after you just let one rip into the mic. <laughs> I, I muted after the second half of it. Oh, thank God. God bless. <laughs> God bless. I'm, yeah, I I don't know what Nolan's affiliations are or what he thinks of the Patriot Act, but I mean, that's that's interesting that he has that, though. I mean, that... 
he's against it and you can make that sort of relation and um connotation for the two mm-hmm. but yeah i i have no complaints about this movie at all i think it's just a fun movie i, I don't think there's anything bad to say about it no yeah it's probably my one of my favorite movies of all time like top three yeah i i'd have to sit and think about what my top three favorite movies of all time are but i i love the movie i think it's a great i think it's a the best superhero movie that's ever made um, uh-huh. and like i said earlier i don't think it really gets close to it i think that christopher nolan made like the best comic book movie itself he made a strong comic book trilogy as well um, but then it just no movie has really come super close since they've come close, but not. I mean, like, it's still been like you still have to make, close. Yeah, you still have to cover some ground for it. So, I I just think like the idea behind Batman and like what he stands for. I'm not the hero. I'm not the hero of the city. Oh, well, how does what does the saying go? He's not the city or the hero the city deserves, but it's the one it needs right now. Yeah, so I was so I was kind of confused by that. I mean, like Gotham deserves they don't deserve a good hero because they're bad, but they need one, and that Batman can be whatever they need him to be. So that's why he is the Dark Knight. Yeah, taking the fall for Harvey. That ending of the ending of the movie is so perfect. Like when he's driving and. It's just Gary Oldman's like monologue over it. I'm like, this is so great. It is great. And I think that the ending specifically for this is, I really like it. Um, But then I have my issues where the third one picks up. Um, Yeah. I've realized when <laughs> we'll talk about this, when we start the next episode, all the transparent, all transparency. We're recording two episodes on the same day. Um but yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to say about the Dark Knight that hasn't already been said. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about the Dark Knight? Because there's some, uh, I don't know, questions I wanted to pose. Um, I guess related to this movie itself, I don't have anything major to say. I think, I mean, it's a fun, it's a, it's an interesting story to follow along. I don't want to sit here and like talk about like each specific plot detail because I mean, watch the movie if you haven't, or if you have, you know what we're talking about, but all the characters are like super engaging. We didn't talk about Harvey, but I mean, there's nothing bad to say about his character. I think his was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They completely ignore the narrows. Everyone. The- yeah, exactly. I, that's what my one biggest gripe of the movie is like the narrows is like a staple of Gotham. They just don't reference it again. It's one of the things I was confused about. I mean, I don't know where Gotham ends and where Gotham begins. No, I don't either. It's just like Chicago slash LA slash New York. That's the thing. I really hope we get actually like a set of like boundaries and like we know like what Gotham is in this next movie. Because I mean, to me, Gotham always felt smaller in these movies than it actually is. Yeah, I yeah I agree because like I didn't know like I'm like I feel like this is all what is this all in the same district of Gotham? Like there's no like neighborhoods in Gotham where they reference. Unlike in the Batman when he references running into Kenny at the Iceberg Lounge. Well, that's just like a club. Hey, it's not like I that's, think not, that's not a district of Gotham. I didn't. I didn't think we'd be hearing that. I because when I think of Gotham, I think of like you know, it's like the Queens, Bronx, Brooklyn, Megan like, yeah. Island, Bleak Island, Founders Island. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
but I mean, I I have nothing bad to say about this movie. I think it's just a fun movie, and I think it's the best comic book movie ever made. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, no, I don't have anything else to say. So it's like obviously with Heath Ledger's Joker. Do you want to see the Joker in the Batman, or do you want to see him in like where do you want to see him in the trilogy of Matt Reeves's Batman Batman trilogy? If Matt, if Matt Reeves makes a trilogy, jeez, what are you doing? I knocked my phone over. Um, honestly, I don't really want to see him on screen again for a while. But that's like because, like, oh, Heath Ledger passed away. Like, I get that. Like, time needed to have been passed, and I think, in my opinion, enough time has passed where it's like you can like bring the character with Batman on screen again. And they did that. We've had with, Joaquin, yeah. We uh, we've had Joaquin, but like you never like that. It's a great movie. Joaquin gives a great performance, but um. That to me that felt more like a Thomas Wayne Joker movie instead of a Bruce Wayne Joker movie. But I agree. I uh, honestly I don't really know. I mean, I, I've I've been fairly vocal about how I want the Court of Owls to be the villain at least for one of the sequels for this movie for the Batman movies. I I'll be disappointed if they aren't because I want to see. I, I know I've said it, but I'll say it again. I want to see in the new 52 comics, Bruce got lost in the maze within the court of owls, like a uh, labyrinth. And I want to see that happen again. I mm. want to see him get lost in there. And like he was in the comics. He was in there for like, I want to say it was like six or seven days. And it was just him like wandering around trying to find his way out. I want to see that happen. I don't want to see him like lose his mind. Like as each mm-hmm. day goes by, like I want to see something like that happen. Cause I think there's such a like new Batman villain. I just think it'd be uh, something unique and creative where like, I mean, I, I just think there's such an interesting group and you see the court of owls and young justice before, like they're doing like their black auction, their black market auctions on the, uh, the superheroes. So yeah, I, I don't really want to see, the Joker in this trilogy, but I mean, if we do, I, I'm sure it'll be good. I'd prefer it if he was in Arkham, though. But I mean, we'll have to see. Ar- Arkham has to be a place of ice. If the Iceberg Lounge is a place in the Batman, then I already know Arkham Islands are. I or or just Arkham Asylum. I don't know if it needs to be an island. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's already an established location. Then, if the Iceberg Lounge already is, yeah. See, I muted my mic for that one. I was picking up my phone on the ground, so I didn't even see what happened. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else to say about this. Um, stay tuned for our Dark Knight Rises episode, which will probably drop two or three days after you hear this one. Um, today's the 25th, and that's the day this one will drop, and Dark Knight Rises will drop. Probably Sunday or Monday. Because you're seeing the movie on Tuesday next week, correct? I am. I'm and we are it. recording on Friday next week. Or I guess, yeah, whenever you want to. I mean, I don't know. At this point, I'll just be at your mercy for it. Because, I mean, I, I'm i free all day Wednesday, but you won't see it Wednesday. So I guess if whenever we're ready to get it up, I, <laughs> I've been exci- I, I'm excited for it. I'm really yeah. excited. Same, same, same. Um, yeah, so I guess if they will, can you tell them where to find us? 
evil will be like, you can't find us anywhere. Nice. <laughs> Have you seen those memes before? Yeah, those are funny. I think they're hilarious. I always make that joke. Evil blank be like, no. Yeah, I guess if you enjoyed the episode, feel free to find us on Spotify, The Legionnaire. If you have a question, you want to email us, shoot us a message. 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 Whoops. Message on Instagram, TikTok, Gmail, Twitter, at LegionnairePod, LegionnairePodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Follow us on Spotify. Stay up to date. Ring that bell. Like the subscribe. Like the subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> I got to fix my camera because it keeps tweaking. But I was going to say, you look like you're projecting out of a bunker. From my camera or just from my location? Your camera and your location doesn't help. But Whoops. There goes that again. Keep busting shit down here. It's freezing cold in my apartment. Oh, tell me about it. Hey, I'm, I am telling you. I live in a basement apartment. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't have heat in my apartment. Me either. That's not true. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. All right. You can send us away. We are Legion. Legion.